embarking on the fourth or the fifth sermon of the series, amen. Still working out of still working out of the Lord's prayer. We are moving from the fatherhood of God to hallow be thy name. From that I, I have a question for us is how do you see your heavenly father? How do you see him? Because our perspective of him really sets us up for the rest of our praying. Hallelujah. You see, if you see God as a small God, then you won't give him your big problems. In fact, if your problems are bigger than your God, then you might as well not even pray. <laughs> so we're going to tap into this. Don't move ahead of me. I may not be going the way that you're going. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 9, and it will come up on the board. In this manner, are, these are the precepts you should use. These are the principles that you should use. Not that you should say this prayer, but when you pray, pray with these understandings. <laughs> Now, know that these are the different aspects of prayer that you need to approach your heavenly father with. First is that if you're saved, he's your father. Heavenly father. There is relationship. You have the right to come to him. You are already loved. You are already accepted. You are already, come on in. <laughs> come boldly. If you're covered by the blood of Jesus, you've been changed. And you are his child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have access to your heavenly father's throne. Know who you are. Your identity comes from him and not what anybody else told you. I don't preach that. I ain't going there. That's, get, the, get the CD. Get the CD. But next he says, hallow be your name. We stop right there. Father, even now, Allow your manifest presence to continue to be with us. Lord, you preach through me. Allow me to be your instrument that you speak through. Allow the Holy Spirit to be the preacher this morning. 
Let me be the instrument that he uses. Let there be such an anointing in this place that you cut through all our mess, all our precepts, all our ideals, all of our excuses, and speak to our spirits. But we need to see you. We need to see you more clearly. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Hollow be thy name. We have said this perhaps hundreds of times and, and really have not understood the concept of, of, of hollow be your name. Some of you would say, oh, it means holy be his name. But, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a difference between holy be his name and to make his name holy. Hallow be in name is not just flippantly saying a word that, that God, you're holy. No, uh, when you look it up in the Greek, it says to make God holy, to set him apart. It is an action of what we take that when we come to God, we have to, in our own view, in our own concept, lift him up higher. See, 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 before we go anyplace else, at the relationship, he's asking the question, do you see your God big enough? Do you see him high enough? Because based on how you see him is how you're going to react to him. <laughs> based on how we see him, whether we're really going to give him the rest of what we're talking about. You see, if, if our view of God is too small, then we're going to pray the prayer and we're going to take back everything we said. If I come with a problem and, and I don't trust him because my view of him is so, so messed up that, that I, I would give it to him and I would walk away with the same problem I gave to him. So my view, your view of him affects how the rest of what I'm going to say is, is, is said. Whether I'm going to say it in faith whether I'm just going through the routine, because I said, unless I see him correctly, I can't have faith in him correctly. James tell us, James, James said, 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 many of you ask amiss, and because you ask amiss, because you are weavering back and forth, we, you, you, you don't think that you receive anything from God because when you pray, you didn't pray with faith. So I said, so me just praying don't change nothing. You just praying don't change nothing. So, so therefore, there's a times when I am struggling because my problem seems so big. 
there are times that, that, that Satan's been talking smack in our heads. And instead of focusing on, on, on who he is, we're focusing on the problem. So therefore, watch this. So, so, so in order to be praying to God, our eyes got to be on God. Oh, oh come on now. Come, you get for real with me. Get for real. Because sometimes when we pray, we, we are using God's name, but we ain't thinking about him. See, see, uh, uh, see, watch this, watch this. When we see God properly, whatever the problem is, whatever the situation is, it becomes small in comparison to how great he is. <laughs> what made David different than all the other soldiers in Israel's army when it came to Goliath. David heard the same smack this giant was talking. He saw the same giant. And, and the thing is, watch this, watch this. And the rest of them are trained soldiers. David is a shepherd boy. The difference that why David could fight this giant was his perspective of his God. Your perspective of your God would change how you face your problems. Your perspective of your God will keep you in perfect peace when all hell done broke loose. Oh. The perspective of your God will make you stand up and tell Satan, I rebuke you. Your perspective of your God will make you act like you got a million dollars when you don't got two nickels to rub together. Your perspective of your God gives you an expectation that you know God's going to step in sooner or later. Your perspective of your God will make you be quiet when you want to cut somebody out. Oh, let's get for real. Your perspective of your God will make you not do what you would do, what you used to do, because your God is able. To make him bigger, to make him greater, to make him more awesome in your own heart, in your own mind. Sometimes you just got to start praising him and start reminding yourself who God is. We got to get a proper perspective of how awesome. You know, I, I, I'm convinced. That, that, that one reason why we do some of the things we do, because we have lost the fear of God. I declare, I declare 
So one of the things that ought to make us different than the world is that we fear God. You know what? You know, the world, I expect them to act in your way. But, but we who supposed to be his children, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I love God, but I fear him too. I'm in all of God. Oh, what's God show you? If you get a glimpse of who he is, it will make you fall to your knees. The awesomeness of God will make you lay prostrate. And all you can say is, holy, holy, huh? I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think that we need a divine illumination of our God seated high and lifted up. Because some of, the, some of the attitudes we have with God, some of the language we use with God, you know, you could tell talking to this young man years ago. Matter of fact, he was even a minister. He called me up. And, you know, and, and he started talking. And, and in the conversation, he said, you know, uh, uh, God is, 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 Christ is the same as Buddha and Muhammad. And I, I said, I said, you don't see him, do you? <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, I see Christ. I said, no, you don't. Because if you saw him, you wouldn't make him common like everybody else. <laughs> there, there's no way you see my Jesus. Uh, let me, let me, can, can I tag into something else? Can I, you, be, be careful of people who call themselves spiritual. It's a new saying now. The universe, huh? The, the, the universe, wait a minute. My God has a name. Holy be his name. This, this, this force be with you, crap. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just going to go there. <laughs> don't, don't fall into the new age. I think, I think, I think, I think AA does a good job. I think NA does a good job. But they have a saying that you got to be careful with. The God of your understanding. The problem with that is that human nature makes God like us. There are some things about God that is non-negotiable. <laughs> there are some things about God that you got to agree on. There are some things that God says about himself, and it's not about my understanding. It's about his understanding of himself. So the word of God defines how awesome, how holy, how, listen, listen, listen. Never bring him down to your level. 
The Lord is trying to lift you up to his level. I can always tell. You know, and isn't it funny how, how, how we get counseled to everybody else? Like, you know, he is able. You know, our God, and we do church talk. But what about your self-talk? Have you learned to apply God in your every situation? Have you you allowed God to be your keeper? Have you allowed God to fight your battles? Have you allowed God that he's able to do what you can't do? Matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, God will check your attitude. Oh, yes, he will. Habakkuk helps us. The book of Habakkuk helps us. Most of the prophets, it begins that, 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 that they receive the burden of the Lord. Why? Because God will show them a vision. God will show them what he's saying, and it's the burden of the Lord. But Habakkuk starts off with the burden of Habakkuk. Ah. It is Habakkuk, a prophet, who don't understand what God is up to. Have you been there? Matter of fact, can I be honest with you? He's mad at God because what he expects God to be doing, God ain't doing. You know, he been waiting on God to do something, and God hasn't shown up. Look, look with me. Look with me in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1 and 3. It says, it says, Oh God, oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Don't, don't, don't act like you haven't been here. <laughs> Have you been waiting on God to do what he said he was going to do and he hasn't done it yet? Have you been waiting on God to change something and a change haven't came. See, I think sometimes we pretend like we understand when we don't. I think we pretend like we okay and we're not okay. Did, did you know it's nothing wrong with being honest with God? Matter of fact, God don't get real with you till you get real with him. Our God is so big, he can handle you being mad at you, at him, without getting mad at you. Oh, come on now. I'm I'm preaching to some real people. Because one of the problems is we act churchy in church and have an attitude outside of church. But, but I realize that, that when I get along with God, we need to be honest with God, and God will get you straight. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. If you, if you want to come to fight with God, God said, I'll fight with you. But, but if you got some questions, I got, I got some questions. Ask Joe whether God got some questions that will make you shut your mouth. Look at what he says. 
even crying out to you violence, and you will not save. Why do you show why do you show me this if you're not gonna do anything about it? Why you allow me? Why, why, why did you put me here? Why did you allow me to go through? Lord, I was right where you want me to be. And you and you are allowing me to carry this burden. Can I I say this? God is not your genie in a bottle. We are his servant. And God wants to be able to do with us whatever he pleases. God wants a yes from you and I before he answers, asks us what to do. You know, the reason why some of us ain't hearing God, God already said, no, you're going to say no. So if he already knows you're going to say no, why is he going to waste time to ask? Can I, can I go a little bit deeper? Watch well, this. Habakkuk 112. He said, are you not from everlasting, O oh Lord, my God? My holy question mark. Like, what are you saying? Is what I heard about you true? Don't ever think situations won't make you question God. Matter of fact, Satan will make sure you asked him. Like what's he said, what I read and what I heard about you, aren't you that same God? Can, can I break it down even more? Lord, don't you care? I'm over here hurting, and you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Aren't you omnipresent? Aren't you all-knowing? Your child, ain't you good? Ain't you loving? Then why haven't you done anything? Somebody said, about my situation. (laughs) You see... God expects us not allow the situation to change what we know about him. Faith is, I know without sin. Faith is, I trust without him showing anything. Faith is, he don't have to show me because I know in my knowing who he is. Uh, faith is he has already done enough in my past that what he has done in my past will keep me in my presence. Uh, can, 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 can I go a step deeper? What God has done in your past, has it been wasted on us? Let me explain. 
every time God brings you through something, it ought to deepen your faith. Every time, every situation ought to make you stronger in your confidence of him. Listen, God is not taking us through this journey for us to remain the same in our confidence in him. See, your testimony ought to be building your faith for yourself because based on what he has already done, I know who he is. So when life is not fair, I know that God is still good. Listen, life does not define who, you, who your God is. God shows up in life circumstances. You know, what's, what's this? Can, can I go step deeper? Because we're talking real life. I thank God that he kept me from the accident. Well, wonder if he didn't keep you from the accident. Is he still God? What God wants from you and from me is this. He wants us to see him so high that even when we don't understand life's circumstances, it does not move us from what we know about him. He's still God. He's still good. He said, you know, what's this, what's this? It, it's, it's like what my son said. We're going through the process, Dad. Can, 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 can God take you through the process and you still hold on to him? See, faith gets stronger in the test. That's why First Peter talks about it's more precious than pure gold. I said, oh, Lord, okay, Lord, show me why you use gold. Because I know that gold is the one element that no matter how you heat it up, it still remains gold. Let me, let me, let me explain. All other metals are composites. It takes other metals, other, other, other minerals, to make up that. I mean, that if you get silver hot enough, silver start breaking down. Magnesium, copper, iron, it start breaking down. If you get pig iron hot enough, it start breaking down. Why? Because you threw in other elements to make it what it is. But gold is gold is gold is gold. So the hotter you make it, the more pure it becomes. Hold on. So you know what God is saying? Faith is faith. Is faith. Hold on, hold on. Explain it to me, preacher. Let me explain. He said, if you got real faith, regardless what I take you through, if your faith is real, if it's genuine faith, your faith don't melt in the heat. Real faith gets stronger in the fire. Real faith going to praise me when it don't understand. Real, real, real faith will stand up and say, I trust you. 
<laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. Can, can, we, can we go a little bit farther? He says, Habakkuk 2 and 4. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him. You know what he's saying? He says, someone that's full of pride, his heart ain't right. If God got to make everything my way, it's pride. If I don't allow God to be God and he don't have to give me an answer, listen, okay, let me say it a different way. If God has to always give me an answer for what he's doing, then I'm checking God. It's gonna get better. Bear, bear, bear with me. Listen, when I recognize, when we recognize who we are compared to him, he doesn't have to qualify himself. He's God. When I see him as high and lifted up, now all of a sudden, I can find peace in him alone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to go here. There's something about letting go and letting God be God that puts everything at peace. Oh, oh. You know, I don't know how he does it, but God will let you go to sleep with demons dancing around you. <laughs> oh, oh, you just got a bad report. And God would say, that's not my report. And you won't even worry about the bad report because God got another report. Oh, there's something about Jesus that makes everything all right. But watch this. You tap into that because you have faith and you have exalted him enough that you see him bigger than the problem. There's some days you got to shake some stuff off. Wake up in the morning and this thing got you. Depression is all on you. Listen, you don't have to stay there. You can start remembering who your God is. Start, start open up your mouth and tell your problem who your, who your God is. Remember when you was a child, you would say to another child, my dad is bigger than your dad. My dad can beat your dad. You found security. Listen, two dads about ready to fight because they're their children. My dad would jack your dad up. <laughs> Guess what? My dad is an awesome dad. Our heavenly father, he's the baddest. He's the most, oh, oh he's a big God. 
Habakkuk 2.20. I don't know what Habakkuk saw, but whatever he saw, it blew his mind. There's a but here. There's something that's interjected here. All that he was saying was true, but God. I'm learning that I can come with, with, with whatever it is, but I need to stay before him Till, till God give me a butt. <laughs> I may come burnt down, but if I get in his presence, God will, will, will show you something that you can look at your trouble and say, but God. <laughs> oh, you can get a bad report and lay before him crying. Stay there until God shows up and says, but I didn't say that. Hallelujah. God will give you an expectation that is greater than your problem. Oh, oh, God God will give you a promise in your spirit that will keep you alive when the devil's trying to kill you. Oh, y'all need to come with me. See, when God shows you something, don't let nobody or nothing take the promise from you. See, some of us haven't laid before him to get anything. Listen, he says, when you seek me with all of your heart, then you will find me. You know what he's talking about? He says, lay there long enough Till I'm peeling away all your excuses. I'm peeling away all of you. Later long enough till I can get to the core of you because that's where I'm going to speak about God into you. Listen, revelation and illumination don't come in your thinking. It don't come in your feeling. It comes in your spirit. But if your mind and your feelings are too active, you can't hear your spirit. So you lay before him till you make your mind shut up and your feelings sit down. Many of us don't know what is our feelings, which is us, and what is God talking. So a lot of times we lie on God. We said God showed it. It was your, it was your flesh who told you that. Why? Because, because this take, he says, seek me with all of your heart. See, until your heart is exposed. Until our heart is exposed, God's not talking yet. He's not talking to your flesh. Because your flesh is going to say no. 
He's not talking to your thinking because you got other opinions. But, but once you get to the place where you done got through all that mess, it's like cleaning chitlins. There's a whole lot of mess in the chitlins. You just don't buy some chitlins and cook chitlins. You put that stuff, that stinky stuff, that nasty stuff, and you go through every... I don't even like chitlins, but I know how to clean them. And when you see something brown or black, you cut that mess out. Sorry I had to go there. But sometimes I got to get your attention. <laughs> I'm about ready to let y'all go. I know, I know, I know. I didn't take my medicine this morning. You got chillings in you. And you're thinking and your emotions, and God's not speaking to the chilling mess. Isn't it funny how 25 pounds of chitlins cook down to nothing? <laughs> I don't like chitlins, though. I don't eat chitlins. I can't get past the smell, so. But isn't it funny? You get all that crap in the weight of the good stuff. That's why he says, behold me first. Don't behold you first. Behold him first. Make him holy in your sight. Lift him up in your heart. See me before you go on. Because until you see me, you're not, you're not, you're not focused on what I'm saying. Let me go on. He, he, he sees something. And then in verse chapter 3, he said, Oh, Lord, I have heard your speech, and I was afraid. Hold on. He first was afraid of what was going on. He was afraid that God was sending the Chaldeans. And now whatever he was afraid of, 
it's not in his view anymore because God is greater or whatever he was talking about. Hold on. When you see God, you're no longer talking about whatever you came with. Because he's bigger than whatever you came with. If you get up with whatever you came with, you didn't see God, so you need to get down back before him. <laughs> Until there's a paradigm shift in what your view is, and you see more of God and more of the problem, you haven't really given it to him. Because if I get up the same way, and, then, and sometimes it takes, it takes, it takes days, it takes weeks, because I got to work through so much mess. Let's go on. He said, I was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the year. You know what I'm saying? Restore what we missed out on. You wanted to bless us, but you couldn't bless us because we wasn't. <laughs> he, says, he, he, says, he says, he says, in the midst of the years, make it known. Make your way known. We wasn't listening. I said, Lord, I understand we deserve wrath, but in your wrath, give mercy. I'm not even asking you not to get wrath no more. I'm just asking for mercy in your. Whoop me, but be merciful. <laughs> I deserve a whooping. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm not running from you no more. says, verse 4, it says, the earth is full of his praise, Hallelujah. and his brightness was like the light, or like, the, like, the, like the light of the sun. You know what he's saying? Hallelujah. Before, all he saw was tragedy. Uh-huh. Yes, now he sees God in the midst of the tragedy. Some of us are too truck-minded. You got some folk, they, I mean, the whole world falling apart. He's just a man. And God won't let him do any more than God allows him to do. And God is in control of everything. I know even with the fires in California, don't you know that God was there? Even in the midst of everything that's going on in the earth, don't you know that God is there? Before Habakkuk was talking about the Chaldeans, he was talking about the sin, he was talking about Israel, and he said, now he said, the whole earth is full of his glory. Let me ask you, let me tell you, when you see God correctly, it corrects your vision of everything else. What seemed to be so terrible is not that bad. 
don't know how he does it, but when you see God in the background of your situation, you can deal with whatever life throws at you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm almost done, I'm almost finished. Y'all gonna get out early today. Look how it changed him. Though the fig tree may not blossom, no fruit on the vine, though the labor of the olive have failed. He said, we work for the olive trees and there's no olives. There's no food in the field. The flock ain't having no babies. There's no herds in the star. Yet, yet, our God got to be greater than our outward circumstances. Your outward circumstances, your praise should not be dependent on your outward circumstances. There should be praise in our lips regardless of what's going on around us. Your outward circumstances should not determine how big your God is. Your God ought to be bigger than any situation. That may, I mean, this is what God really wants from us. You get some bad news and it hits you and it takes your wind out of you and you stun for a moment and you come up like this. Yeah, yeah well, I praise you. Yeah, well, I worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you're my strength. You're my everything. I can't do life without you, Lord. I hear what they say, but you're bigger than what they're saying. Until we get there, Satan is always going to throw situations at our face. There was this chess master who went to this museum. He was world champion. He was a bad boy. In this museum was this picture. It's our last move. The picture depicted this young man sitting down on a chessboard. And on the other side of, of his, his, his opponent was Satan. <laughs> the story goes that, that this, 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 this young man is terrified because like the depiction on the, on, the, on, the, on the name of the painting, Last Move, Satan is grinning and rubbing his hands because it's like, I got you. <laughs> Many of us feel like that there's no other move, that Satan will make you think that this is it. And if you don't watch it, if you believe his lie, Don't, don't, don't tell me you can't be a Christian and get so depressed that, that you won't take your life. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah. 
don't mean that you're a Christian, wasn't a Christian. It means that your, that your perspective got twisted. And Satan, you believe Satan lied instead of seeing God. Well, well the young man is, is, is petrified because he thinks this is it. It's, he thinks it's checkmate. And if you know anything about chess, when your opponent checkmates you, the game is over and you have lost. The enemy has come in and taken your possession, all that you own. It's checkmate. The man stands there for hours and he asks his assistant, he said, go get me a table, go get me a chessboard, and he sets up the pieces just like in the painting. Supposed to be a true story. He stands there for hours looking at it and, and he said, all of a sudden he started smiling. He started saying, I see something. I see something. He said, he said, he said, he started talking to the young. He said, young man, young man, don't, don't be afraid. Because I see something. He said, there's, there's, there's another move that you have. Regardless of what Satan is trying to do, that's not the last move. I'm just simply saying that God has the last move. Regardless what Satan throws at you, what life throws at you, your God has to be a big enough God that you know that your God got the last move. Listen, things gonna come. Things gonna happen. Life gonna happen. But don't give up. Don't give in. Don't throw in the towel. God still has the last move. I'm so glad that we got a but God on our side. And regardless what life throws at you, it's not over. It's not over till God says it's over. Oh, you may be down to your last dime. Hold on. Wait. God's not finished blessing you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How many folks at one time thought it was over? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You thought that it was through. Yes, sir. You thought that your future was messed up. Satan told you it don't get no better. But look at you now. Look what he brought you through. Look how he carried you over. Look how he covered you. Look how he brought you out. The doctor said you wouldn't make it. But look, but look. You know what? You are sitting among miracles. If you knew other folks' story that was sitting here, you would ask the question, how, how did you make it? How did you survive? And they would tell you 
God. 